Hi, this is Viv, and you're listening to yet another episode of If I Did, You Can Too. In this episode, I have one of Instagram's influencers right here with me. She's an educator, and she has been inspiring me since the very first day that I found her post on Instagram Explore. And the fact that she's so level-headed with that many followers always amazes me. So I decided to bring her on the show to let her do her magic and inspire you guys as well. So let's get inspired. Okay, so we have a pretty inspiring guest right here. I know that I say this pretty much in every single episode, but this one person in particular, I've known her for quite a long time. And not until last year, not even last year, I think six or seven months ago was the first time that I actually got to meet her in person. So, but throughout this whole time, whatever she's done, every single time I look at her work and everything, I'm like, wow, this girl, she's a genius. So that's why she was on my list of the most inspiring people. That's why I invited her to be on the show as well. Let's just see what she has to say. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you, Vaide. You are really kind and I'm really glad to be spending this time with you. Thank you for having me here. I'm Yasi. I'm Yasaman, actually, but everybody calls me Yasi. And I'm 30 years old. I'm based in Tehran and I'm an educator, I guess. I I uh, teach English online via the platform of Instagram, and I am the founder and CEO of an online business called Lingami. That's all. (laughs) Wow, that is so badass to just start and be like, you guys, I'm a CEO right (laughs) at the very beginning. Be like, I am a badass person right here, so (laughs) be careful. (laughs) That is wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. But Yasi, I want to know who is... Yossi, actually, because right now you explained your job. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I guess, someone who I'm I'm the person who uh, is interested in experiencing new things in life and maximizing her living experience. That's all I'm always for. I'm always up for new experiences, new growth opportunities. And that's, I think, something that keeps me going. That is so beautiful. And it, it is very evident throughout your work, and especially on your Instagram. I think people can see it. You haven't actually deleted the previous videos, like the old, old, old ones. And they're still right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I love it. I love it, girl. So let's just go there. I mean, sometimes I go back and I watch those videos and I I just get so embarrassed by how lousy those videos were. But then I feel kind of happy because, like you said, I just look at the the way uh, the videos have improved. And that's something probably that I could be happy about. Yeah, that's why maybe I'm keeping them. I don't want to. Uh, represent myself as someone who's as someone who's perfect in every way. I want people to go back and check out those videos and uh, f- figure out all the problems that I've had with those videos and all the mistakes that I've made along the way to get where I am, where I still make plenty of mistakes, but still, I think uh, maybe not as as many as I used to. I know that <laughs> is so beautiful. I do the same thing. I'm like, 
once you're a content creator, since the day you start putting your content out there, you can actually witness your own growth throughout the time. And it's just so crazy and beautiful at the same time. I love it. Exactly. It's mind-blowing. And it's something that motivates you to just keep going. You you know that by uh, working hard and by pushing through, you can make you might be able to make even better content or create something more meaningful. That is so true. So yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's that's something good about social media. People who keep their photographs and content there, and uh, for uh, along the years, they go back and they look back at their content, and they're that that's something that can give them a lot of insight, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very true. And even to the person that you were, let's say, two months ago, and the person that you are right now, not only content-wise, yeah. but also personality-wise, like how much you've grown, the person that you've turned into mm-hmm, right exactly. now. Exactly. It's genius. Exactly. Yassi, I want to take you back, actually, to the first video that you did, even way before that. Tell me where your journey started, because I know you were, I mean, your job was not a teacher before, right? Um, not exactly. Uh, the first job that I had was when I was a teenager. I was in my late teens, and I worked as an office a uh, worker, I, I was an employee, uh, and I worked at this company as an IT assistant because uh, I, I've always had this uh, knack for technology. I'm all, I'm, I, I don't consider myself a technophile, uh, but I do like technology and I do like learning more about it. And that's where uh, I first started out as uh, someone who knows a bit about IT. I was an employee for a couple of years, but then I realized that Office work uh, is not something that I can consider uh, a lifelong, maybe uh, career path for me. So I decided not to continue with that. And I changed my field. I started uh, teaching, even though I knew it, it would be really str- struggling for me because I was this introverted person who wouldn't be able to uh, talk to people for two minutes two minutes straight without uh, having difficulty uh, maybe making eye contact. But uh, yeah, I took up that challenge and became a teacher. And I think it worked out pretty well. <laughs> I loved it because I ended up loving teaching and it helped me improve and develop my personality. Uh, And that's, I think, the best choice I made in my life. Being an introverted person that you just mentioned, how did you convince yourself to make that decision and take that very first step to go to the class and start teaching? Because it can be a very scary thing. It can be a scary thing even for extroverted people. I am an extroverted person. And I totally remember the first day that I went to the class as a teacher. And it was not (laughs) a wonderful experience super exciting experience it was very stressful yeah for me it was like a horror scene out of a horror film it was it was frightening but i think the 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 only reason i did it was because i had no other choice i was unemployed i needed money i didn't want to be uh i don't i didn't want to depend on my family uh so that was the only thing i knew i knew english so i thought maybe i should just become a teacher one day i was walking down the street, I passed this institute and I said, yeah, just go ahead and fill that form. What are, what are you going to lose? 
And yeah, I, I think the only thing that pushed me through was because I had no other choice and I wanted to be independent. But as I said, it really paid off. That's really interesting. It's like whenever we are in dilemmas, whenever there's like very tough situations that we're going through and we're like, there is no choice. We face our fears because we literally don't have any other choices. And for you, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I guess sometimes your life like chooses your path and you have no other choice but to follow that path and uh, see what happens. I mean, as I said, I had no other choice. I, I couldn't stay unemployed and I didn't want to be dependent. So the, that, yeah, that was the only thing I could do to earn some money. And that's how I managed to like challenge myself and be able to face that uh, that hor- horrific uh, experience of dealing with people as a teacher. But I guess that was necessary. When I look back, I see that the, the experience of teaching has created a, a lot of, um, it, ha- it has built me so much. Uh, it has built my personality so much to the point that I feel like a completely different person. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> when was that moment? What exactly happened that you decided, oh, you know what? Now from teaching to my student and being the teacher in the class, I'm going to take this to social media because I remember back then Instagram wasn't even that popular. Yeah. Yeah. When what was that turning point for you? Well, the truth is, uh, when I was 16 years old, I remember this vividly because, yeah, I was 16 years old and I had this dream to uh, be able to travel the world and work from anywhere and not be uh, like attached to a certain place or certain way of life. And I, I used to dream of having this job of working in a way that would allow me this freedom to be location free or to do things on my own terms. And I think uh, that's the w- that's uh, when the seeds were planted in my mind. And I, I had always wanted to find that way. And uh, even though, as I said, I, uh, teaching was just a way for me to escape from being dependent. But then after some time after I uh, became good at it and I found out about the uh, potential that social media presented, I tried my hands uh, at, you know, creating content because that was also something that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed creating things. I enjoyed making uh, content and having people learn stuff uh, out of them. So yeah, that's how it all started. I, I think before Instagram, I had this channel on Telegram uh, where I would post some content. I even remember having created some um, podcasts, English podcasts. Uh, and yeah, I remember there were some people who used to follow my channel. They uh, they used to just comment and send me some messages and encourage me to keep going. And uh, that, that was also something that uh, helped me stay encouraged and motivated. And then I think one thing led to another and then Instagram started back in 2012 and I started sharing some photos, some uh, educational photos. I had this page called Cup of English 
I think it's a funny name. Uh, but uh, after a while, I decided to just um, share my share my story directly by uh, making some videos instead of posting some pictures. So I started my own um, another account, yasi.esl, with my own name on it, and tried to like create some uh, more engaging content. And I thought maybe this is it's time for me to make some uh, videos, and that's how it all started. And it's so interesting how you like right from the beginning, just found out all about the algorithm and everything. How about sharing my stories in video forms? Because <laughs> right now, I don't know if you know it or not, because right now yeah. Instagram is going towards being more of a video platform and reels platform, more than mm -hmm. being a picture and mm -hmm. image platform, which is what you've been doing for like right from the beginning almost it's also because i'm in love with youtube i haven't had the chance to start a youtube channel yet but i thought maybe i could share them on instagram and uh, sharing videos on instagram is much easier because you don't have to spend too much time creating a video because the videos are shorter so yeah that was my first uh, step into creating uh, content video-based content and I guess my uh, next step would be to create, uh, to start a YouTube channel, but I haven't gotten there because of all the things I have to do, I, all the things that are going uh, on in my life. But that's something that I want to, uh, that I want to work on too. That's nice. I mean, definitely your content, you can even like upload them right now on YouTube and you will receive a lot of views. That's, that's something I'm pretty yeah, sure I mean, about. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then considering that you are an introverted person, wasn't it difficult to just uh, record in front of the camera constantly, one, and also putting your content out there is freaking scary, man. People yeah. judge, people talk. How did you <laughs> handle the, these two things? Exactly. I mean, uh, at first, when I started out on Instagram, there weren't that many people. I think I, I was probably the first Iranian uh, educational content creator on Instagram that started making videos and posting them. So the overall feedback was uh, kind of positive. Uh, I don't remember uh, having dealt with negativity early on. Um, but I remember the first few videos where I would get super scared to just hit the, uh, press the publish button and then release my video into uh, into the internet. Yeah, that was that was super scary. But thanks to the positive comments, I don't rem I don't recall having that bad bad an experience. But I guess over time, when more and more people got into this business and started creating videos and Instagram got uh, like more crowded with people from all walks of life. Uh, yeah, I, I, I started receiving some backlash or negativity. But uh, those comments, I think, were totally necessary to build my character to help me get stronger in the face of difficulty uh, because uh, yes not everybody loves your content and you, you can't uh, blame them you can't ex you can't like expect everybody to just appreciate your work and love you no it's not that's not reality 
I mean, some people just choose to have a certain type of reality. They don't expose themselves to other people or to other uh, maybe mm, ways of thinking. They constantly block people and report them. But I've never been the kind of person would uh, block people. I, I don't remember having blocked that many people. So yeah, I uh, challenged myself to accept the comments, the negativity, the criticism, and accept them, especially when they were constructive. And I tried to use them to improve my quality, the quality of my videos and the quality of my work. Yeah, it, it's been tough, but I've I've managed to, I've tried to manage it in, in, in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. You never had one of those low moments because I remember when I started my Persian podcast and it went out, I received so many negative comments. Like on a daily basis, I would receive like different <laughs> forms of cursing and all kinds of negative things you can think of. And for me, or also when I started as a voiceover on YouTube, I remember I received so many negative comments and it was so difficult for me to just because they were constantly attacking me. And, you know, when you are very new to this, you don't know that they're attacking your content, not you as a human being. So mm -hmm. I took it really hard. It never something like this has never happened to you. Um, uh, I think it's because I've been. Uh, creating videos for such a long time that I've become kind of immune to this. Uh, but yeah, there are some videos uh, where people, uh, many people disagree with. Uh, there are some certain videos that on which people comment lots of negative comments and there is too much negativity when you scroll down. But yeah, I don't know why, but it doesn't affect me as much. Maybe because I know I don't consider myself perfect. I don't think that I am this person who is better than everybody else. And when people comment negative comments, I don't say, wow, look at you, you, you know nothing. Uh, I, I'm better than you. No, I don't look at them that way. I just say, yeah, maybe this person is right. I don't know about his life. He might uh, be going through some divorce or some struggle in life and now he's taking his anger on me as a comment or maybe he he has a point there I need to like look at it this way and my mind my brain automatically uh, looks at the problem this way and that's probably something that has helped me not to like uh, freak out when there are too many negative comments Wow, that definitely is the key. That's my trick. That definitely <laughs> is the key. I yeah. have a friend, um, he's a very famous podcaster. And what he does in order not to face those negative comments is he just publishes and he closes all kinds of social media. So he just goes away until the next episode comes. He just release <laughs> and go. <laughs> That's all. He's like, I don't need people to tell me what's good and what's not. Yeah, you yeah. are honestly one of the sweetest people that I've seen on on Instagram and because uh, I've you. seen you in person <laughs> as well let's just face it a lot of people that they I'm not even saying Iranians a lot of people whatever platform it is when they become an influencer because basically you're an influencer right now how many followers do you have um I guess over 550,000 see let's fucking brag about it why not <laughs> so see with that many followers uh, you're already an influencer. And so many people, when they get influencers, I see that they don't even 
like answer comments and they just feel like they're better than other people but you've stayed very level-headed because I've I've known you on Instagram I think since the very beginning not very very beginning but like early times that your page was going really well I've seen your page from there and I remember I sent you a message like the first time that I discovered your page I just sent you a message and I was like girl what you're doing is so beautiful keep going and I did not even expect it for you to just answer back. But then I received the message that it was so sweet. And I see that even in the comments, you almost answer to everyone. Do you have anyone who's doing this for you? Do you have an assistant who's doing this for you? Um, yes, I do have someone who helps me answer my direct messages, but not the comments. I answer my comments, the comments myself. Uh, but uh uh, honestly, I'm not uh, the best person when it comes to answering uh, comments and direct messages because I don't know. I have this problem with messages and messaging apps. I'm not that like quick. Uh, I'm not a quick messenger myself. You know, I don't know if that's a word, but I, I do my best to stay connected with my uh, followers and read some comments. Uh, I even sometimes um, I, sometimes I, I see someone uh, criticizing my work and I reply. I ask them to clarify the problem so that I could work on it. Yeah, I, I'm not just uh, into like sharing the comments of people who love me. No, I'm mostly looking for uh, those people who have something maybe negative or constructive to uh, say, something constructive to say. And yeah, uh, even if I, even though I don't have that much time to spend answering all the uh, messages and comments, I still make sure to dedicate at least a little bit of time after each post that I publish uh, to read some of the comments, answer them, and check out my uh, direct messages. But it's tough. It's really hard. <laughs> I know. And I've even seen you commenting on other people, like whoever comments under your post, be like, oh my God, you have such a great page. I'm following it. You're doing a great job. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this girl reads all the messages. Doesn't it take too much time? Yeah, it does take a lot of time and I, I don't get to answer all the messages, but I do stay online for about maybe 30 minutes to an hour after I publish a post and I answer the comments that were published uh, uh, during that time. And when I see someone, uh, when I see someone uh, sending a comment and uh, uh, saying that, uh, please check out my page, I do check out their page and see what they're doing. And sometimes I uh, make some comments on their pages. And if I find them in interesting, I follow them as a way uh, to maybe motivate them and to encourage them to keep going. That is so beautiful. See, I don't even need to say this. People already, I think, can feel what a beautiful soul you are. So I'm not even going to compliment anymore because <laughs> like I've done but it so much. I don't think I have a beautiful soul. You know, as I said, the only thing I consider maybe maybe positive in myself is that I don't look down on other people and I don't consider myself perfect. And I just feel like, yeah, I'm just a regular person. There's nothing to brag about. Just need to help other people. And I see, I need to see their point of view. That's it. I think that's the only thing. Maybe that's why you think I'm kind. I'm kind because I don't, I don't see why I shouldn't be, why I should like 
uh, act in a different way or be like bragging about something or uh, act like uh, snuggish. Did this Insta fame happen overnight or you were just building up to it? No, it took me, uh, I guess, three or four years to get where I am now. And my following uh, grew organically. I didn't ask anybody to promote me. I didn't do anything. Basically, it was all organic. I just shared the content that I loved. I used the suitable hashtags. And I had the pleasure of having some people who loved my content, sharing them, sharing the content. And I think that also uh, helped a lot. But uh, yeah, that's all. It took me, of course, for three or four years. And since I was one of the first people, I think that's why I, uh, I stood out. Uh, and that's why many people promoted my work without me uh, asking for them, for the uh, promotion. So yeah, that's how it, it all started. Didn't happen overnight. <laughs> that's, that's good. I really want for people to know that as well, because they just get disappointed while they're going through this path of putting themselves out there and creating content. And you know, when you don't receive feedback from people, you're like, uh, oh my God, I'm putting all this time and love and energy and I'm putting content out there. No one is loving it. They just get disappointed. This is very perfect. I love for them to know that it might happen overnight, but in cases like this, it does not happen overnight. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Now, I want to switch to another thing, which is completely related to this. So from your Instagram, you built a whole new thing. Like you just took that whole thing and then put it into, I don't even want to say what it is. Just tell us what this CEO title that you just mentioned at the beginning, tell us what it is and where it comes from. Um, as I said, I've been working on, I've been working on a solution to uh, help people learn online. I started uh, out on Telegram. As I said, I had this channel and then I started out on Instagram. Uh, along the way, I tried all sorts of different things, different platforms. I created a couple of websites to sell my packages. I even started this uh, platform called betarshim.com, which failed uh, to help people, educators, uh, sell their contents online. But then I stopped. Uh, and then everything, all these uh, experiences led uh, to Lingimi, which is an online platform for learners, for language learners. And uh, on this platform, we're trying to create some innov innovative and efficient ways to help learners learn English and maybe in the future other languages online. And that's basically what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. So I did not know this. I did not know that you failed, actually. You tried and you failed. How many times did you fail until you got it right this time? <laughs> I failed too many times. I, I, I think I've lost count. Yeah. I think the failure is uh, the, I mean, failing is something necessary, at least in my life, to improve myself and get to where I am now. Yeah. I failed too many times. I failed uh, for, I failed in numerous occasions. I, I don't know if you want me 
to uh, bring an example, just yeah, you can set, you can just bring an instance on Telegram. I started this uh, group of uh, I started this group, this educational group, on which I would share some English uh, content for some students, and I gathered uh, a couple of teachers to help me educate and teach these students. Uh, but I failed after a couple of months because the scale of this project was growing. I was all alone. I didn't know how to handle those people back then. And eventually I decided to stop because some of the students weren't happy with the quality of the, uh, with the quality they were receiving. And I didn't want them to receive anything less than perfect. And since I'm a perfectionist, I decided to stop because I thought I wasn't competent enough back then. And then I started this uh, website called behtarshim.com, which I said was designed to help educators, creators uh, uh, share their content online and earn money by sharing them. But then again, since the scope of that work, uh, the, that uh, platform was too big, I was all alone. I had problems uh, with the with with the programmers and the people I was working with. I decided to stop that one as well. Uh, and then, yeah, I've, I've failed too many times. I started to, I, I decided to create this uh, place, this uh, place to teach people in person, to rent a place in Tehran, here in Tehran. But then I failed there too, because the, again, there were some problems we were facing with the landlord. Yeah, I can, I can just keep going. But then we got here, we got here to lingami.com and I decided to make sure I don't make any of those mistakes that I had made before, that I just uh, make sure that I use the experience that I've uh, gained out of all those uh, failed moments. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> what made you keep going? What set you back on track every single time you failed and you fell down? I don't really believe in motivation because it's not something uh, sustainable. Motivation fades uh, and it's, it's, it's something on and off, you know. So you, sh you shouldn't really depend on motivation. What I think helped me was my way of thinking, I had this system that I wanted to, I, I saw myself as someone who, uh, who's, who's doing this job, who's able to manage a team of educators, who's able to live this life of uh, remote work. Uh, and I had this vision and even, even though uh, I would just constantly fail to achieve it, I would just keep going because I had this vision. I think the vision helped me the most, uh, but I can't consider myself motivated. I, I think it, uh, yeah, I, I used to like get motivated for maybe a month, maybe a week, but then it would fade out. But what kept me going was the vision that I had. I just, I saw myself that way and I thought, yeah, just keep push, just keep pushing. You can get there. Yeah, just maybe one more, maybe one more project. Who cares? What if you, uh, if, even if you fail, you're not gonna lose anything. You, you failed many times. You know it doesn't. It, it won't hurt you to uh, to fail fail again. <laughs> wow, girl, I love this. I love this because I'm also one of these kind of people, and I didn't even know this until I came to this new place that I'm working at, and people were like, "Viv." So much shit has happened to you. And every single time you're like, never mind, let's just do it this way. Let's just do it that way. <laughs> and I, I just love it. I just love how 
no matter what, you kept on going. But one thing that I noticed when you were talking about the previous failures that you had was that whatever you started, the scale of the work was too big and it was only you doing the job. Yeah. So how did you beat this one flaw that you had? Did you also have this situation that you could not, not trust, but like have other people do stuff for you as a group? Did you also feel like you were the only person who needed to do everything to just make sure it's all perfect? And if yes, how did you overcome it and then started to work with a group of people on a project this huge? Um, yeah, the reason that one of the reasons was that I was this perfectionist who wanted everything to uh, go smoothly and perfectly, both uh, educational wise and technical wise. But uh, it was also uh, the, uh, the financial reason that uh, held me back from creating this, from creating maybe a, a very professional group of people to uh, have them uh, join me. And uh, I think these two uh, factors together uh, d- uh, made me not uh, d- uh, like help me back and that's why I didn't create a group from early on I did join with a few people uh, for some of the projects that I was uh, running but uh, I encountered numerous problems in many uh, in many areas uh, so I was trying to be as cautious as possible when creating the team of Lingami. Yeah, as I've said, I've failed many times, uh, both in business, in relationships, everything. So I try, uh, when you fail uh, too many times, uh, the next project you want to start, you just want to make sure that you don't make those mistakes. And that's why you just... Uh, don't go as fast as you as you would like to. You just take your time and make sure you are certain about certain things and you are certain about certain people, and then you can start uh, creating that group. That took me, I guess, more than a year, two years, to create this team of people who are trustworthy, who are professional in what they're doing, they're experts. But of course, it's not been it's, it hasn't been all easy. Uh, there were some bumps along the way, but yeah, uh, that's I think the the essence of working of having your own business. You just constantly face different problems, and you just need to come up with different solutions for them if you want to keep going. As you were talking right now, you actually mentioned that you failed in relationships as well, which I was actually going to ask you. Doing all of this, do you have? Any time for your personal life, girl? I do have time. Yeah, I do. I make sure that I spend lots of quality time, lots of me time. I do yoga every day. I do meditation every single day. I spend time working out, maybe walking in the na- in, na- in nature. So yeah, uh, that's that's like something I cannot uh, cross out of my life. I need that energy that boost to help me keep going yeah that is interesting because whoever i see that is successful they're actually working a lot so like business and life balance it's one of the most challenging things whenever i ask them they're like it is really hard to balance this too the fact that you got 
that covered. That's really interesting. You hacked the whole system, girl. Yeah, but、uh, it's interesting you mentioned the word success because I don't consider it a positive word or a positive notion.、Uh, but of course, success to different people means different things. But I guess maybe if I consider, if I were to define success, I would say that success is when you feel happy and full and content with your life, and you have you ha- you are able to manage everything in your life. And have that balance. That's something that's important for me. I don't care what other people think of me. I don't care if people think I'm successful or not. As long as I have that me time, I I get to do yoga and create videos and take care of Lingami. I think I'm okay. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm not like a billionaire or if I don't own a home or whatever. It's okay as long as I get to do these things and balance them out. That's a very important lesson, actually. What is the next big thing? What is that vision that right now you're going for? Lingami、uh, is. I think Lingami is、uh, right now. Lingami is my baby, and I just want to grow it. Uh, we are currently working on some innovative online classes, and it's really early on. But we're focusing on the classes to make sure they are as、uh, the quality is as perfect as we want them, and、uh, we want the learners to gain as much as possible out of these classes. So right now, I just want to focus on linking me. Focus on my life and take each day one. Take each day like one day at a time. I don't want to focus、uh, on on I don't know on a far distant future. I just want to、uh, focus、uh, at what I have right now and make sure I take care of things、uh, the way I want to. Because、uh, I have I have this experience of. Uh, creating plans and setting goals for myself and not achieving them. So I think maybe sometimes it's best not to set too many goals for yourself and focus on the vision. The vision for me right now is to just create this、uh, platform for learners and、uh, in the meantime, like have my own personal life as well. How people can find you? Where can they find you on different platforms? What is that handle?、Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram. And my handle is yasi.esl. Yeah, they can send me direct messages, or they can email me at yasaman.esl@gmail.com. Oh,、uh, yeah, they can send me emails. It's it's okay.、Uh, I haven't shared my email address anywhere, but I'm sharing it here because if they're they are your listeners, I'm sure they are decent people, and <laughs> they won't spam my email. Uh, my email box, yeah. <laughs> I so hope、okay. so. On fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. If that happens, I'm gonna cut this part and be like, no, 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 she didn't say anything. <laughs> and also, your business account. Yeah, we're active. I think on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn. You, they can check out our website at、uh, lingami.com.、Uh, they can check out our school, school.lingami.com. We're also active on Instagram, as I mentioned before. We have this handle by dot lingami, also learn dot lingami, where we share educational content, uh, and uh, we are also uh, active on LinkedIn. We share some、uh, content there as well, and we're planning on being more active there. That is wonderful, girl. I am so glad that I had you on the show. I knew that. 
your story and how you deal with a lot of things can be inspiring to so many people as it was to me. <laughs> Thank you. But there were also aspects of your life that I had no idea about, like the whole failing situation and everything. This is really great. I think I got a pretty solid episode right here for people to keep them for content creators <laughs> especially. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially for content creators that they're right at the beginning of the way and they want to make sure to continue they make they want to make sure that they will succeed one day whatever the definition of that is to them so what is that one thing that you want to leave this podcast with i think um you mentioned it yourself failure i want our listeners to just keep in mind that failing is not a bad thing they have to like uh accept failure as a way to grow if they want to grow they need to fail and they need to get stronger like that singer i think kelly clarkson says what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i totally believe in that uh and they should just uh accept failure with open arms that's what i want them to just keep in mind and remember <laughs> perfect thank you so and you're a perfect example of that so that is awesome Great. Yeah. Let's just say goodbye <laughs> to the audience. That's perfect. I love it. Let's just say goodbye to the audience and wrap it all up. So, yeah, goodbye dear listener. Hopefully you found value in this episode and uh just make sure to fail a lot, but never let your failure hold you back. That's it. <laughs> thank you, Yasi, and thank you guys so much for listening. This was yet another episode of If I Did, You Can Too. Until next time, bye-bye.